Welcome into the Reviewing the Brew podcast. I'm your host, Dave Gasper, back for another week. And after a two-week hiatus, we've got our regular co-host, Matthew Dwoskin, back from the dead, basically, uh, joining oh. us again. <laughs> not, not, oh, there he is. He's back alive. He's got the beer with him. Uh, Matthew, it's good to have you back, man. Is it? Nah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I I missed you. So. Oh yeah, I, I missed you too. Paul no, I, Paul I, I, filled I, in the past I, two weeks, but it just wasn't the same. I I you know one one week fell on my birthday, so I because my wife took me out to dinner. Yep, hot date, hot date. And the wife. other the other I had I had tickets to Endgame. Um, yeah, I, I've heard that's a good so, movie. <laughs> you've seen it haven't you? i have seen it i have seen it yeah so you haven't just heard it's a good movie you've seen that it's a good movie yeah but i mean the the popularity that endgame has is ridiculous but it is worth the hype in my opinion that, that was a really good movie and i did not have to get up to go to the bathroom once during all of it i was able to hold it in for all three hours oh yeah so was i i was yeah i was able to make it through it we did sneak in some candy though went, went to went to quick trip oh, beforehand so Sneaking some candy in the back pockets, yeah. I'm not paying $5 for a box of M&M's. You know, it's ridiculous. No, we, we went to Dollar Tree, and I got a box of Junior Mints for a dollar. I was really happy to get it. Oh, yeah. A- absolutely. It's a regular tradition. So, um, let's see. So, yeah, so I, I missed the past two weeks. Did anything happen while I was gone? Did like? Yeah, we talked did, so much crap about you. It was incredible. Really? No. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. I would have. <laughs> Did you listen to to the podcast at all over the past two weeks? Not, I mean, not, come not on. A, not, not a single word. <laughs> Weren't even Sorry. curious at all about what happened when you were gone? Okay. Well, in, in addition to seeing Endgame and having a birthday, I also started a new job. And it's... Oh, yeah. A, yeah, it's a lot more intense than my last job. So uh, I've, I've been distracted with that. Oh yeah. So absolutely. Um, you know, and watching you know all the Brewers baseball, I can I can. I oh can yeah. Handle. For sure. So. I mean, if I'm not doing you know school or you know anything else that I may deem important, mm-hmm. uh, the Brewers game definitely definitely holds a certain importance over for me. Even though we're recording right now during the middle of the Brewer game, so Definitely. I don't know how important it actually is. <laughs> To us, if we're leaving during the middle of it, hey man, big winning streak. Yep, that's a four gamer now. Hopefully, going five. to five. I thought it was five. No, I believe it was just the sweep All of the, the Mets, Mets and, and then gotcha. the first game yesterday. Yeah, but okay, uh, well. scoreless tie in the middle of the six. Top of the six just ended. Uh, Freddie Peralta. Going today after Adrian Hauser, so it was kind of a it was a split start. It was an opener, if you if you will, uh, with Adrian Hauser going the first two innings, and then Freddie Peralta coming in after to start the third. And he's made it through four scoreless innings so far. Um, so it's looking like a good Freddie day uh, for the Brewers, and you know maybe this is kind of the way to solve Freddie's first inning problems you know he's had those issues for a long time now and just continued this season so the Brewers are trying something different by just putting him 
in a couple innings later, maybe help hoping to have him settle down or something by bringing him in the third. But okay, well, the, the important thing there is, did they actually tell him it's it's the third inning, or are you still are you like letting him believe that he's actually starting? I don't know. I don't know how they're going at it with the mentality there, but like it's still his first inning out there on the mound. It's it, like it's still that that first inning for him. So I suppose it doesn't make that much of a difference that way. But for whatever it is, it worked today because he's gone through four scoreless so far to start it off. Now the Brewers' offense just needs to get something going against Steven Strasburg. But it. Other than that, I mean, th- this is an extreme positive to see a to see a good Freddie Day back out there. I, I so I so I think the takeaway is the issue is with the actual first inning. Yeah, and, and not like his just first inning on the mound, just like the literal first inning of the game. No, it's fine. That's interesting. I mean, so it's not. It's not like they, they like lie to him like. Oh yeah, hey Freddie. Yeah, you're you're starting today. Uh, just just wait in here for thirty minutes. Yeah, it's like the game's in a uh, it's in a rain delay. Yeah, it's like there's a roof yeah, up ahead. We're, it's a rain delay. We're, we're gonna go. Yeah, we're gonna go watch uh, the, the, the sprinklers rain. went off. You, you, yeah. You, you you just stay in here. We're gonna watch uh, the the rain. So yeah. You so, you stay dry uh, here in the clubhouse. We also got, you know, actually, Adrian Hauser was solid. Two innings, two oh, hits, yeah. one, one walk, four strikeouts. I'll take that. Only 35 pitches. I'm surprised they didn't let him throw you know, an extra inning or two. So, yeah. I, I kind of thought they were yeah. going to kind of go with more of a tandem thing where uh, you'd have Hauser maybe go like, you know, three, four innings or something and have Peralta go three, four innings. And the next thing you know, you're in the eighth and your starters have gotten you there basically. And just help save the bullpen another day. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we'll see how far Freddie can go. I mean, he's still pitching well, so I mean, he could go. You know, he's probably going to go into the seventh. If that goes well, he may go into the eighth. And you know, once he gets a lead, um, then yeah, you can push it to fifty-nine pitches. I don't. I think they probably stop him at around eighty-five. I mean, they can still get you through two more innings. You can get through two innings and 25, 26 pitches. Okay. All right. Yeah, you're probably right. right. Yeah. Yeah. As long as he doesn't get into any trouble. Although with Freddie Peralta, we know trouble can happen at pretty much any time. Yeah, trouble is, yeah, it's it's like it's like riding a roller coaster blindfolded. You never know when the drop is coming. That's That's an interesting analogy. I like it. I literally just came up with that on the spot. I did not rehearse that in the least. <laughs> yeah, going down, yeah. Going see, that's, that's what two weeks off does for me. It, it allows yeah. me to like re- re- refresh my nonsense. Yeah. Because we all know you got plenty of that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what my wife tells me. Yeah. 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 So, anyways. Let's yeah. see what, what else. What else? So you 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 caught all the action this weekend? I take it. Yeah, yeah, I caught all the action this weekend as much as I could. Yeah, the eighteen inning one. I may have I may have missed a couple of innings here and there, well, but it's still but I was there for the I final still, I still like five. Should, I I still think you should you should get two wins for that. 
Yeah. If, if only double. it worked that way. But then what if, what if you lose? Does that count as just one loss, or does that count as two? Nope. Two. Two losses for the Mets. Yeah. It's not been – I mean, the Brewers took, what, five of six from the Mets this year during those two series? I mean, oh, yeah. the Mets were supposed to be contenders this year. They're really kind of still, like, faltering. Um, they didn't really put up much of a fight against the Brewers during those two series. And um, it was fun to see Keon Broxton again and see him strike out in another team's uniform. Uh, that was definitely, definitely better to see. Um, yeah. <laughs> Talk about subtraction by addition. Yeah, that was – if only Bobby Wall could have actually, like, been a part of the bullpen this year instead of tearing his ACL while delivering a pitch in spring training. I mean, that's that's a freak injury if I've ever heard of one. Uh, only two other pitchers in the history of baseball have torn their ACL while throwing a pitch. That's wild. Yeah. Freak injury. And who, who are the other two? I have no idea. But I oh, saw that yeah. after the injury, and I think it was like McAlvey or someone that tweeted it, and it's like, like that's it. Like, that they could only find two known instances of a pitcher tearing his ACL while throwing a pitch. I I, I just I just like how it went from like, a, like like a, a sore like it was at first it was like a sore knee. Yeah. And then then it was like it 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 got like progressively worse. And then they just found like, yeah he just tore it. He's done. Yeah. Tore it done for the year. So, Bye. It's like oh yeah tore it done. Bye. Yeah. It uh yeah. Better luck next year. He'll be back. Yeah, poor guy. I mean, he was he was ready to contribute to that bullpen too. I mean, he was going to go, he was going to be a regular on that shuttle between Milwaukee and San Antonio this year. I'm telling you, <laughs> he certainly was. Just like Taylor Williams, so, uh, just like Jacob Barnes, just like all those guys, just regular going back and forth and back and forth. So, speaking of San Antonio, yeah. That's uh, Jimmy Nelson. Jimmy Nelson in San Antonio. Yeah, he finally got his first rehab start uh, for him. out of the way. And it got delayed a little bit by the uh, premature birth of his twins uh, with his wife, Melissa. So uh, he had that uh, issue to attend to. So um, both both his kids are doing well by all reports. So um, he's uh, he's finally able to get back out there on the mound and... Uh, you know, his first start, it wasn't the greatest in terms of results, like on the mound, but it was great in the fact that he got through it healthy and with no issues. Yep. So, uh, next step is a, another triple A start yeah, and then probably a third at least. De- definitely, they're, they're, I, I would. I would hope. I. I, I think he, he only threw like more. seventy some pitches, and, yeah, and three and a third cool. innings. You know, he he didn't go that deep into the game, and mm-hmm. you know, for Jimmy, like it's getting him back up to you know where he can be a guy who can regularly throw a hundred pitches, go six seven innings in a game, and you got to get him up to that to that level before you bring him up into the big league rotation. I, so, I would just like I would just like to see him make his mistakes in AAA as opposed to making them in Milwaukee. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. 
that, yeah. that, 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 that's really where, where, where my head is at with this. Is like, that... it's, it's going to be a minimum three starts in, in AAA. It'll probably be more. I mean, I, I could see there being, you know, five or six, you know, rehab starts down there in, in AAA before mm-hmm. uh, they finally bring him up. Because, I mean, eventually those results on the field are going to have to matter. And, oh, yeah. You know, we can say it's like, okay, the most important thing was he got through healthy. But, I mean, if he keeps giving up, you know, four, five, six runs, even though I think, what, what do you give up, like three runs, I, th- I think, in that outing? Mm-hmm. Something like that, yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't terrible. But, I mean, if he continues, you know, with, with the runs being given up, um, then it's slightly concerning. But, I mean, his stuff seems to be there. His off-speed stuff seems to be there. His fastball's his back. So it's just a matter of shaking off all the rust. And I'd love to see him do it at AAA before getting up to Milwaukee, you know, shake off as much of that rust as he can, and then bring him back up and help solidify this rotation. Um, and, and then the Brewers can move forward. No, go ahead. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I look so much at the runs allowed. I think I look more at the strikeout and walks numbers. Uh huh. Because that'll really tell you, it'll really tell you a bit more about his stuff than the, uh, than, than the runs allowed. I mean, you know, who 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 knows who's you know, you know, playing infield behind them. You know, they 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 could decide to go with you know Nate Orff at first base or something weird, and you know, he'd make six errors. Tyler Saladino. There you go. Play play Tyler Saladino at uh, at second. Nate Orff at first. Uh, uh, Lucas Ursig at short. And I, I don't think that. Uh... They're doing that. I don't think Rick Sweet's I'm, doing the oddest I'm infield joking. alignment possible down there, but I'm, I'm joking. Yeah, but it, again, it, it, I think where it's really going to show up is going to be the strikeout and walk numbers. That's really going to tell you, you know, whether or not he's, you know, he's he's back is how the hitters react to him. Yeah. So, also, if he's giving up, eight, you know, eight homers a game, that's also a bad sign too. Yeah, I mean, Nelson allowed. It's, it's, it's we're going to call that the Corbin Burns corollary. <laughs> Uh, Gormans. Hey, he's turning things around though. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that a bit more later. But I mean, Nelson in his rehab start allowed three runs on two hits and four walks in three and a third innings um, in San Antonio. So, and I think he had like three strikeouts, three, four, something like that. Um, so I mean, he got through healthy. You know, the four walks is you know not something you like to see, but I mean for this first one. Just getting through it healthy is the most important thing. As we get later on in the rehab assignment, it's going to be uh, a bit more important for uh, Nelson to get those good results. And then I believe his next start is scheduled for Saturday, it looks like. Looks like this Saturday is when he's going to be going on his next one. So getting... A decent amount of time in between uh, to rest that shoulder and, and rest the elbow uh, before going on another rehab start. So he should be back hopefully by the end of the month. I, I would I would guess I would say if he's back by June first, I, I think that's that's a solid place hey, to expect they, they, him. They, they said last year he was going to be back by June. They, they didn't specify which year, so Derek nope, Johnson was right. Bill? Derek yep. Johnson was right. Uh, he know, said David we can expect Stevens. him back by June. We just thought it was 2018 and not 2019. Yeah, David Stearns told the truth. 
Yeah. yeah he, he'll He's not back lying. June. Nope. I, telling the truth all I never I said June it. 2018. Yeah. He did not. David Stearns, thinking ahead. He plays chess while everybody else plays checkers, clearly. Oh, clearly. So, anyways. Yeah. What what else is going on with the Brew Crew, man? Well, the bullpen has been a a very big source of strife and criticism all season. Has it? Yeah, man. You missed a lot in the last two weeks. I, I guess so. Yeah. Now, that bullpen, I mean, it's been... It's been interesting. We'll put it that way to, to start <laughs> yeah, the season. No, no, seriously, I've, I've, I've been watching. I'm, I'm not like Rip Handling. You know, it's not like I had a birthday, slept for a week, then saw Endgame, slept for a week, and did a podcast. No. Man, wouldn't that happen. be the life, I, though? No, it wouldn't because I, I you know, I, I, I have to pay for Endgame. Ah, uh, right. But I mean, God, sleeping is just so much fun. <laughs> Do it for a whole week. Oh, you wake up so refreshed. I, I I'd probably be groggy. Yeah, maybe maybe a little, but then you feel refreshed. But yeah, so I mean, for the past couple weeks and and for since the start of the season, the bullpen's been a large source of criticism just because they lost Corey Knable. Craig Kimbrell is still out there in the free agent market, and when any of these guys struggle, whether it's Albers or Patrika or Claudio, or Wilson, or whoever it is, whenever any of them struggle, it's like, mm-hmm. Craig Kimbrell's out there. And for the past, I think in the last like five games, the Brewers bullpen has a sub-two ERA. Uh, they've really kind of turned things around, uh, starting kind of with the Mets series and, and um, going into this series now with the Nationals. They've been able to lock down leads, and that's been a huge part in that four-game winning streak. Okay, awesome. You're right. So the bullpen's turning it around then. We, we can all breathe easy going forward, right? Wrong. No, see, oh. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Wouldn't that be? I don't know. Just whenever whenever you ask, you know, oh, yeah, we can all do this, right? The answer is always no. wrong. Yeah, no, you can't. I don't know. I mean, I, I think this bullpen is um, still capable of being really good. And as far as Kimbrel goes... You know, I, I still think you got to wait a while for that but before the Brewers are going to be close to signing them. The draft's coming up in, in a couple weeks, and since you're less than a month away from that, you know, I think most teams are going to be more willing to wait until after the draft to sign them. Uh, but we'll talk more about the draft a bit later on in this episode. Uh, so the bullpen is, is getting better. I mean, Junior Guerra's been a big part of that. Guerra has um, – a an ERA of two two one, I think, um, he- heading into tonight's game, and he's really uh, been strong out of the bullpen and, and come up in some really clutch situations. He has, you know, I, I I'm pretty sure I said it back in in March that he was going to be a, a key part of the bullpen, and sure enough, he is. What do you know? Matthew was right for once. Well. Um, I, uh, yeah. the things I'm right about. Uh huh. Keep going. So go ahead. Oh, Corbin Burns. 
Oh yeah, I mean Corbin Burns has been better as well. He's he's finally found that fastball command, and you know it, it may have taken that trip to AAA San Antonio for him to find it. And I mean during his first um, first game back after he got called up, I mean, we should probably talk about this situation a little bit. The Chase Anderson uh, fiasco yeah. last week. Do we know what he cut his finger on? He had a he had a uh, a blister on his finger oh. when he was throwing it ruptured. Um, oh. So it was like, you know, bleeding all out there and it was just really bad one, so he couldn't go. Corbin Burns was already up in Milwaukee cuz he was going to be activated the next day. So he was like already there and he was just like, "All right, well, dropped off my stuff off, I'm going to head home and whatever else and all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, wait, we need you." And, you know, Anderson was hurt. He, he had to get put on the DL minutes before the game. Jacob Barnes had to start. That was a disaster. Uh, and then Burns had to come in, try and, try and get some decent relief out of him. And he didn't pitch that well. But he also, he hadn't thrown all day. He just got off the plane. Uh, he was not mentally prepared to pitch that day. And in a very short amount of time, he all of a sudden had to get himself prepared to pitch. And it just, it was a bad situation all around for that pitching staff as soon as Chase Anderson went down. Barnes wasn't really mentally ready to, to go then, and, and Burns wasn't really ready. So it was really all just kind of a, a disaster from the start. But, I mean, after that, Ch- or Corbin Burns has been really effective um, for for the Brewers, and he's he hasn't given up a long ball since. And well, I'm knocking. Where's he been pitching? What? Where's he been pitching? Out of the bullpen. Yup. And you think that makes a big difference for him? Obviously, it does. Is it obvious though? I don't. Is, is know. that I, is I that know. the reason why he's been pitching better? I, I, I'm, I'm not afraid to, to, to make that leap. I'm not, I'm not ready to make that leap in logic, but he has been pitching better, and he has been pitching better out of the bullpen. So he's been pitching better since he got called back up when he went Matt to work right. on his fastball command. So since so he's right. since he's got his fastball command back, he's pitching better out of the bullpen. Right, but he should be still, in my opinion, I still think he should be in the rotation. Okay. Because if he's got that fastball command back, then you put him in that rotation, and he's going to succeed there as well. Whether you had him in the bullpen or in the rotation during the first part of the season, during, during the month of April, whether you had him in either spot, he would have struggled with the fastball command that he had. It doesn't matter where you put him. If you keep on leaving fastballs right over the middle of the plate, you're going to struggle. So now that he's found his command... And they put him in the in the bullpen because they signed Gio Gonzalez. You know, now it's just kind of he's got to somehow push his way back into the rotation somehow. I mean, I still I don't like putting him in, in the bullpen even even right now. I don't like that. I would prefer to see the Brewers, you know, still give him opportunities to start, whether it is at AAA or in the big leagues. And it, it's just I don't know. Corbin Burns is just uh, – <laughs> He's like talking yourself in circles here, man. Um, I mean, I, 
he should be a starter, and I want him to be a starter, and like he's got the stuff. I and you, I, oh, I know you do. If his fastball command is there, he'll be a very successful starter, and, and he should start and be used in that capacity if his command is back like it seems to be. Okay. Well, uh, you know, I, I guess we'll, we'll find out. He's, he's probably going to start again in 2019, and we'll, we'll see how he does. If he succeeds, he'll continue to start. If he doesn't, bullpen, man. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, it's it's all of a sudden going to become a very crowded rotation picture once again. Once Jimmy it, Nelson is, is back, yeah, it's, I mean, it's been crowded all year. So. Well, I mean, it, it has, but then I mean, with all the struggles early on, everyone's like, "Oh, there's you know, it's it's so thin," and you know, now with I mean, we got good Freddie Day today so far, and um. Then with Corbin Burns seeming to be good once again, and then Woodruff also turning things around, and then Nelson comes back. I mean, that's that's going to be tough to pick between that group of, of who you're going to have start and who you're going to put in the bullpen. You know, it, it, it's a good thing they have like an entire management staff dedicated to making these decisions. Yeah, why aren't we a part of it? <laughs> um. Do you, want, do you want me to answer that, or is that a rhetorical question? That's a rhetorical question. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So an update from the so game. I... Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Anthony Rendon has been called out on strikes on a pitch that uh, painted the black, according to game day here. <laughs> uh, he has been ejected for arguing balls and strikes. Ooh. So Anthony Rendon is done. And, Yeah. It is scoreless through six and a half. Head to yep. the seventh inning stretch here. And the Brewers coming up. Still a nothing-nothing game. That's It's been quite the pitcher's duel in this game so far. Um, another update oh. here from uh, Hodricourt. Uh, oh? Aaron, yeah, Aaron Wilkerson uh, was on a rehab outing tonight for San Antonio. Five innings, three hits, no runs, one walk, two strikeouts for Aaron Wilkerson. Put, put him back in the rotation. <laughs> uh, was Wilkerson ever in the rotation to begin with? No. Exactly. I, I think there was like talk of him like being in the mix as like a fifth starter, but no, no, no. no. He did not oh, start no. a game for the Brewers this year. Uh, I believe. Sure, no. No. So yeah. He went on the deal with a bruised foot somehow. Don't know how he got that, but either way, uh, he's on the mend. I, I would guess something hit his foot, David. <sighs> Matthew, your sarcasm right now is, is hitting levels it shouldn't be at. I <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 up you're up here. I need you to take it down here. Take take it down a couple notches. I, I've been gone for two weeks. I'm sorry. I've been saving it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Saving up your energy. And I got to get Chase Anderson back there, too. Yeah, once Chase Anderson comes back healthy, too. I mean, Anderson, Burns, Nelson, Peralta, Woodruff, Davies, and Chassine. And then Hauser is also an option. I mean, that's that's eight guys. Okay, okay so I, I think we, we can agree that uh, Chassine, Davies, and Woodruff are staying in the rotation, yes? Yeah. Okay. So, 
and Nelson, we're not going to have to worry about probably for another three weeks at the earliest. Yeah, another, another two, three weeks. Okay, so a lot can, you know, as, as the, the Brewers have already proven, a lot can change in three weeks of, of baseball. That's true. So I, I think we'll jump off that bridge when we come to it. So for me, <laughs> jump off I, that bridge when we come to it. Was that a purposefully missed uh, phrase there? Yes. Or? Okay. What do you mean? What do you mean missed? I got it right. Um, <laughs> Cross that bridge. So, 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 either, so, either, so to me, I, I think based on tonight's effort, I think Freddie Peralta has earned his way back into the rotation. So that's four. Uh, who's your fifth guy? I know you were, you're going to say Corbin Burns no matter what. I you bet it. I'm yeah. There you go. Uh, so I, I, he's staying in the bullpen at least for for at least, at least the next week. So who who's your, who does that make your your the other option for the fifth guy? It's it's you know Chase Anderson is still a few days away. Mm-hmm. So who do you, who do you go with there? Um, is it Hauser? I mean, I don't think they need a fifth starter for another um, turn in the rotation or two. I think, I think you're with, right. with off days coming up, because I know they got an off day this Thursday, and that's preceding the Cub series. Yeah, Cub series this weekend. That's going to be interesting. Um, that's going to be a good series. Yeah, I mean, I think Chase Anderson has actually um, earned a couple more starts. I mean, he pitched really well uh, in his. Uh, outings to kind of start things off like once he got back into the rotation with Burns' struggles. Um, so, I mean, I, I like Anderson uh, as filling in for the time being. I still don't really like him full-time in that rotation, but mm. we'll see. What do you What do you think? <sighs> Big sigh. Yeah, I just I... – I, I'm I'm really glad I don't have to make that decision because I, I don't know which way I I would at this I would probably go with Anderson. Yeah, I mean he's pitched yeah. well uh, up until yeah. he ruptured that blister on his finger, but you know, um, stuff happens. Yeah, it happens, and sometimes so, it happens I, I twenty would, minutes before the game. Yeah, which was fantastic. Oh yeah, it was fantastic for everyone because. I remember turning on the TV and like I didn't see anything on Twitter yet, and I turned it on. And I'm just like, "What's Jacob Barnes doing out here?" <laughs> I I like, knew about I actually I I I saw the update from MLB.com on my phone, so I was like, "Oh, that's wow!" It's like, that's, oh, something uh, went wrong. Yeah, that's an bueno. Yeah. So. And then as soon as I tweeted, it's like, what J- what's Jacob Barnes doing out there? Then he walks the first two guys <laughs> and gives up a home run, and everyone's like. He's blowing the game. He's doing what Jacob Barnes does. He's he's giving up runs. I was wow. like, well, all right. Good to see the Jacob Barnes fan club is nowhere to be found. Yeah. We have a Ben Gamble fan club on Twitter. We do not have a Jacob Barnes fan club. I, this, I can't see that we're going to have. Well, yeah. I, think, I think we know who the biggest member of the Jacob Barnes fan club used to be. Who's that? I, I can't. I'll, I'll say his name off the air. I'm not going to say it on the air. I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> uh, all right, all right, whatever. Um, so, so yeah, that's the pitching staff has certainly been uh, interesting with you know the Anderson injury, Burns coming back up. Um, the bullpen's really kind of solidified itself in the past couple of days. Nelson should be coming back soon. Peralta's pitched well. 
So World Series, here we come, eh? Yeah. Here on May 7th. Absolutely. So, do you know what's coming up next month? June? In June? Yeah. Um, I believe that is the month of the MLB draft. I I, I love the MLB draft. It's Me too. It's so much fun. Okay. If you're power, if you're power ranking the the you know the four major sports drafts, the NBA draft is number one by far. The NBA draft? Oh yeah. You think that's more fun than the NFL draft? Yes. Wow. I I would disagree with that. I, I would put NFL okay. number one. Okay. You you know how the well you know how the NFL draft has like ridiculous suits now. Yeah. The NBA has been doing that for thirty years. Okay, but the the NFL draft is also over three days. Yeah, and they got trash talking with like former players. Like, did you see Pat McAfee's draft pick announcement? You know, and there's like you know all all the drama with like, oh, the Giants have picked Daniel Jones, and everyone's like, who in the world is this guy? Why do we select him at number six overall? And you got like all that like drama and and you know teams trading up and whatnot with the NBA draft. Adrian Wojnarowski kind of ruins the whole thing because he tweets it out ahead of time because he knows everyone point. in every fun office. That's a good point. But okay. Although NBA last draft, year it was fun on, on Twitter seeing Woj like tweet out like a certain team is enamored with picking this player at, at number six. And you know, they are they have a laser on picking this guy. Like cause he because he wasn't allowed to officially say who they're gonna pick, but he's he's like he found a loophole around it. That was fun yeah. to watch, but other than that, the NBA draft, it's like, it's predictable. And and one night. Okay. okay. So, yeah, it's over in one night, so you, you're not a huge investment. Second, <laughs> the, the suits are by far more ridiculous in the NBA draft than any other sport. That's because all the guys are seven feet tall and they can't find one that fits them. Accurate, which makes it even funnier. Yeah. The, the interviews are by far the worst because let's let's face it, these guys are only like 18, 19 years old. Yeah. So it's just you know honestly, if I were interviewed at eighteen, nineteen years old, I'd sound like an idiot too. Yeah. So it, that and you occasionally you slip in the 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 awkward foreign or you know the awkward European or African kid. Yeah. Who you know is clearly like learned English that afternoon. <laughs> yeah. So so you you get that. You also get like the awkward, you know, the awkward trades where a guy has to like pretend to wear a hat for yeah. a few hours and then gets traded to some other team. Yeah. Like, you know, the trade um, has already been like put out there and like everyone knows the trade's going to happen, but it can't be official until afterwards. So you got a dude wearing like a Charlotte Hornets hat and it's like, you've already been traded to the Denver Nuggets. Like, there's no point in, in you wearing this hat right now because we all know you're not going to, to play for that team. What? a part of this organization yeah, yeah. so i don't know it, it just just to me from the unintentional comedy scale it's it's by far the, the the most fun i i enjoy the nba draft probably the most of all the drafts yeah. second to me is the nfl draft just because that i feel is like more like nuts and bolts like team building like stuff yeah. like you know we're, we're, that's you, what makes you, it more you, interesting to me what's that so, and that's what makes it more interesting to me you know with all the team building and seeing how you're gonna build the roster and and how you're gonna see and 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 that's great but i i like the ridiculousness i think football takes itself too seriously yeah so uh number three 
it, so it's between NHL and MLB. That's a tough call. I'm going to go with MLB because that's the point of conversation here. That's what we're actually going to be talking about. True. The MLB have draft. You ever, have, you ever seen, have you ever seen an NHL draft? It's like at dinner. Like they're all like having oh, dinner. It's like you're getting drafted in between. They're, the, the, the NHL draft is hysterical. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a big um, hockey watching guy. Oh, no, no, no. I, I watch the NHL draft. I don't watch hockey. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. It's because again, See, it, it helps me same, to like, get in, get interested and invested in the prospects if I'm going to be watching the draft, you know, or have any yeah, sort of rooting interest in any team, you know, like I don't really have a, a strong rooting interest in any hockey team. So it's like, eh. yeah, yeah, it's right. yeah. In Milwaukee, you don't have a real team. That's right. Yeah. But back to the MLB draft. The Brewers are going to have selections okay. this year. Not many, but they'll have some. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They have. They have, they have I, I think. I think at this point we're kind of focused in the first round how that's going to play out. Yeah. Um. MLB. MLB. Oh, MLB Pipeline posted their most recent mock draft, and we actually wrote about it. Uh, they have uh, tr- uh, high school third baseman Reese Hines as the, as the Brewers pick. Hmm. Another hitter. And, I I don't. That's honestly just based on the profile. It's just not a pick I want the Brewers making. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't want the the all power, you know, toolsy high school kid. I I just I've seen I I feel like I've seen that guy get taken for like the past thirty years. Yeah, that was Jake Gatewood. And yes, that was, it, it, honestly the Jake Gatewood comparison is very apt. Yeah. So I'm Thank just I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of the pick. I'm not. I'm not a fan of the, the projection. Um, I would. I, I'm not going to write the kid off. Obviously, I mean he's 18 years old. Yeah. You know, prove me. Prove me wrong, pal. Prove me yeah. wrong. We'll be watching your career closely, Reese Hines. Oh, I'll, <laughs> laser focus. Yeah. Um, especially, especially when um, pick 29 was they they had Hunter Barco going to the Oakland A's. Oh yeah, right. And. He's like he's like the top high school lefty, and the Brewers are so desperate for left-handed pitching, mm-hmm. like throughout their organization. I've been saying I, that for two years now. You have been saying that for, and you've been right for two years. Yeah, I've so, written two articles on it, one each least. off season, saying, "Hey, get some lefty pitching." And and the thing I like about Hunter Barco as well, I mean, he's kind of mm-hmm. got that you know funky, crafty you know delivery. Like he's he's got the weird arm angle. And it just seems to work for him. And, I mean, look at the Brewers' current lefties. Josh Hader, weird, funky delivery. Alex Claudio, weird, funky delivery. Yep. Um, Donnie Hart, weird, funky delivery. Brent oh, yeah. Suter, weird, funky delivery. You know? Mm. So that's, like, the kind of guys that the Brewers have as lefties. And it's it's worked out for those four, except for when Suter tore his UCL. But it's worked out for those four for the most part. And... Mm. Getting a guy like that, I mean, that's that seems like the type of pitcher that the Brewers have been going after for their organization for the past couple years. And I've been pushing, I've been pushing for the Brewers to draft a first round pitcher for the past probably like four years. And each of the past four years, they've gone with a hitter. So I'm kind of like leaving well, the prediction business here because I honestly have no idea what they're going to do, what they want to do. Because each time I say, they're, they should go after a guy like this. They go after the complete opposite kind of guy. So what do I know? 
Well, honestly, I'm not going to complain with, with the last few years draft. I, I was you didn't like the Keston Hero pick. I thought I thought at least he was going to hit, and guess what? He's probably going to hit. Yeah, my issue with um, with Keston with the Keston Hero pick was the elbow issue that he had because yeah. you know coming yeah. into the draft, it's like he's had a lingering elbow injury for two years, and it's like you know everyone's like he's going to need surgery, and it's really going to be an issue he's always going to have to deal with. And I'm just like, oh no, the Brewers drafted an injury prone second baseman. You know, he doesn't play a premium defensive position. And it's like, this is just awful. But he's worked through his elbow injury, seems to be completely fine, and he's hitting the snot out of the baseball. So props to Keston Hira for pushing through that and proving everyone who is worried about his injury issues wrong. So that's worked out fairly nicely so far. And uh, David, I don't mean to interrupt, but we've got a Brewers update. We do have a Brewers update. Lorenzo uh, Cain. Oh, three with nothing. A three RBI triple. Uh, hey. Steven Strasburg. Although I, I don't know if I, I think they might give him the double. Yeah, I think it's a double and then maybe advance on the throw. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, Lorenzo anyway. Cain's like, anyway, Christian Yelch can't get all the RBIs. Someone else has to knock him in once in a while. And he just got all of them. So three, three nothing, three nothing, good guys with two innings to go. So yeah, yeah, brings home Anyways. Aguilar, Shaw, and um, Arcia. And, and and then and then last year, I don't mean to hijack the uh, the conversation, but no, last year it. I felt the Brewers got really good value in Bryce Terang. Oh, I love that, that was pick. a guy who was yeah, he was viewed as, as a potential top five pick, and they got him at twenty one, twenties, right? Yeah, they they got him at twenty one overall, and. I mean, he didn't dominate like all the way his senior season. I mean, he was a guy that's been known in scouting circles for a while. And, you know, maybe just part of that is why he fell down the board. So it wasn't like any actual issues with him. And, you know, Bryce Trang was one of those guys. Um, I like, you know, I was looking through the list of like prospects and, and watching a couple, you know, videos of, the, of um, these guys. And I really liked Bryce Terang's swing. And, you know, I thought it's like, hey, if he's there, like, I think this would be a great pick. And they end up selecting it. And I'm just like, all right, there we go. I, I was happy with it. I mean, so, I was I was also slightly biased towards looking at, you know, one of those college left-handed pitchers that was out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I still think the Bryce Trang pick has worked out well. And maybe, maybe this year they'll go after the lefty guy. But apparently there aren't uh, many college – pitchers that are worth taking in the first round this year. This there's is a really kind there's, of there's that, this is a bad Nicodolo, year for first round that, pitchers. Nicodolo guy is going to go should go in the top 10. And then there's not much yeah. else in, I, in the left side. At, I, at least in the, in the first at least in the in, you know in the first say, you know, 30 35 picks. Yeah. So, I, I saw some scouts um, saying it's like there is not a single college pitcher uh in this draft class that projects as anything more than a number 4 starter. Wild. So, so that means there's, so there's maybe, like eight pitchers who are, who are totally awesome coming yeah. out of this draft. And so, with the, the anyway, 28th overall pick, Brewers probably aren't getting one the of them. Kind of, that's not the kind of analysis you're, you're going to get from us tonight. <laughs> yeah. We're, Five we're, years we're, in a row. Play, you know, um, you know, we, we haven't done that much draft research. And we're, we're actually going to play a little game here. Well, we're we're going to do I'm, plenty I'm of draft go- research leading up to it uh, less than a month from now, starting on June 3rd. All your draft coverage at reviewingthebrew.com. We'll, we'll definitely get that going for you. All right, go ahead. So what we're going to do is we're, we're going to go through the top 100 picks, and I'm going to read off a name. And David is, is – sorry, we're going to go over the, the top 100 projected players. 
Right. And I'm going to read a name, and David is going to tell me whether it's a potential MLB draftee or a supermodel. <laughs> or a supermodel. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, are these so, male supermodels or are these female supermodels? Oh, female supermodels. Okay, well, then that's going to be fairly obvious, don't you think? Uh, I, David, I don't say that. So, for example... Um, the first name on my list here is Taylor Hill. That's that's you, a female supermodel. I know her. She's she's a Victoria's Secret angel. Why, oh God, I should not have admitted how I knew that. Wow, David, one for one for one to start the. Hopefully, start, my girlfriend okay, doesn't listen are, to this podcast. Okay, go. These, these are these are going to get harder. Okay? okay, a lot harder. Okay. Okay. Um, num- let's see. Next name on my list here. Let's see. Uh. Let's go with. Let's go with. Hang on, hang on, hang on. All right, I'm waiting. Brooks Lee. That's a draftee. Okay, high school or college? Oh, now that's a part of the game. <laughs> uh, high school. Got the answer. Okay. Yeah, two for two. Well, three for three, I guess. Or two and a half for High two and school, a half. California. I'm sorry. What? 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 You said what? What'd you say? <laughs> I said I'm. No, you said I'm two. you said something. I said. I, I said oh, yeah, I said two are. for two or or three for three now since you asked for the high school thing or two and a half for two and a half. Anyway, Brooks Lee, shortstop, 18 years old, San Luis Obispo High School, number 58 on the Fangraphs list. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. Next up. Next up. Um, let's go with this one. Marlon Backus. That's a drafty. What position do you think Marlon plays? Um, pitcher. That's going to be hard considering that, uh, the Brooklyn native was set on a career in industrial design before she gave modeling a shot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you had, you had me going there. Yep. Marlon Backus, supermodel. All right, two for three. Two for three, two for three. You're not doing nothing that bad. Okay, next up on my list. Uh, hang on, hang on. I'm hanging Sierra on. Sierra Sky. Sierra Sky. Mm. That's a model. You sure? Yes. Oh, it, it, it's a good thing you said that because uh, Mark Jacobs cast the Pennsylvania native in his fall 2015 show for her haunting looks. Wow. So, wow. So you're, so you're I'm, three, I'm three, three for four. four. Three for four. Batting 750. Okay. okay. Uh, Kyron Paris. Kyron Paris? Yes. Um, Drafty. Okay. Position? Um, outfielder. Close shortstop. Yeah, but either way, you 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 you, you get that one based off the name yeah. alone. Four for yeah, five. Uh, Kyron Paris, shortstop, seventeen and a half years old, out of Freedom High School in California, number forty-five on the Fangraphs top top list. Wow. Okay. Uh, next up on the list, we have Keone Cavaco. Hmm. That's a that's a supermodel. Are are, are you sure? Yeah. Final I, answer. I, I I really hope not because he plays third base at East Lake High School. Ah, <laughs> uh, 
No, well, and four he's for number six. 33 in the, number 33 in the Fangraphs list. Okay. Four for six. Uh, all right. Next up Avery Blanchard. That's a supermodel. Are you sure? Yes. Final answer. Yeah. Because, well, it's a good thing you said that because the once a beauty queen in North Carolina, Blanchard, is now a regular on runways for fashion houses like Gucci, Chanel, Valentino, Alexander McQueen, and Louis Vuitton. He is not reading this off the internet, ladies and gentlemen. This is by memory. <laughs> <laughs> you wish. Okay. Next up on my list, uh, Angel Rutledge. Hmm. I'm going to say Angel Rutledge is a draftee. Okay. Position? Catcher. Again, that, that's going to be a huge challenge because this California girl has already scored ah. some very prestigious gigs, including the opening spot in Proenza Schuler's Spring 2015 show, the cover of Style.com, print Spring 2015 issue, All right, and runaway bookings the likes of Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Marc Jacobs, Rodarte, and Versace. Wow. What am, I, what am I at now? Five for eight? I think you are, yeah. Yeah, five oh. for eight. I'm still doing um, fairly well. Okay, next up. Cameron Misner. Hmm. That's a draftee. Position? Um, pitcher. Uh, you're pretty far off, but you, you got it to begin with. Uh, Cameron Misner, number 24 in the Fangraphs list, is a right fielder, ah. left-hander. I was going to say outfielder, but oh well. So six, uh, six for nine. Let's go th- uh, last one. Let's go six for nine. Ten. Nice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make the, this one should be this one should be an easy one. All right, Adley Rushman. That's a draftee. The poten- he's a catcher, switch hitting catcher, uh, out of Oregon State, and he's likely to be the number one overall pick to the Baltimore Orioles. Good job. Wow, seven out of ten. Yeah. Are, are you are you surprised that you got seven, or are you upset that you missed three? Um, I am upset that I missed three. Actually, I'm a I'm a perfectionist. Uh, oh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I just don't know all of the supermodels out there to distinguish them from um, baseball draftees. But I, I, I think the point is that there's some some dudes out there with some pretty silly names. The fact that you're able to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the names that can just you know go either way, be either male or female. Accurate. So no. It, I don't think I, we've also got a Maverick Handley who's going to be drafted this year. Hmm. Another another player named Maverick. You remember? You remember? Um, Brett Phillips, mm-hmm. former Brewers farmhand and, and major league player. His his middle name was Maverick. Man, I wish we kept him. But Mike Mustakis is good. So. Yep. Oh well. I love the oh, laugh. Wow. Like, and and I, we, I love the laugh of Brett Phillips. Update. Yeah, I love the laugh of Brett Phillips. But man, he strikes out too much. We've got another baseball. This game is getting out of hand here. Ooh, Ben Gamble draws a walk. Let's see. Yeah, Dan Jennings uh, intentionally uh, walked Christian Yelich. That was a pro- probably a solid choice. Uh, Mike Mustakis singled to score Kane, uh, so then it was four to nothing. Grandall walked, um, so that loaded the bases, and then Ben Gamble walked to bring home Christian Yelich. So now it's five to nothing, Brewers. And things are looking good. Got to get that run support finally for uh, for Freddie. Yeah, old friend Dan Jennings uh, with the Washington Nationals. I'm going to say Dan Jennings is still a friend 
because he has been pitching terribly these past two games, and the Brewers haven't taken advantage of, of having him on the mound. So, Matthew, yeah. I will say it was a pretty good idea to let uh, Dan Jennings go this past offseason by the looks oh, of it. Sub- subtraction by addition. Addition by subtraction. I, I think what I said still stands. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Anyways. Anyways, yeah. Ben so, Gamel, um, he's been doing really well. Uh, for the Brewers over this past um, week, week and a half. I mean, even kind of the whole season. I mean, Ben Gamble, I, mean, I think he's hitting like 300. I mean, he's doing really well for the Brewers. I mean, he doesn't have the power upside that Domingo Santana had. But, I mean, he's kind of thriving in his uh, part-time playing basis. He sure is. Yeah, I mean, you know, he was kind of pressed into service with the injury to Christian Yelich. But, you know, he's he's been a about as good as expected, if not better. Yeah, I think he's been better than expected. I mean, he's really kind of coming through in some big situations. And I don't know if he was pressed into service as much with uh, Yelch's injury as much as Eric Thames was pressed into service in right field with Yelch's injuries. Now, that's more, yeah, of, that, an, more of an issue. That's, because, that, that, that's pressed into service right there. Yeah, and that is not a pretty sight, seeing Eric Thames out there in right field. It's just, it's not. Ugh, give me the, the chills just thinking about it. But luckily, Christian Yelich is back, and in his first game back, he cranked a home run to the dew deck up there in right field. I mean, that is, it's not very often you see any hitter knock it up into the dew deck, into the third deck up there in right field at Miller Park. That is a very, very rare feat, and Yelich... Did it, and he said he didn't even get all of it on the on that pitch. <laughs> of course, he said that. Yeah, I kind of feel like I missed it. Yeah, I didn't quite get all of that one. Just most of it. Yeah. Apparently, uh, during BP the other day, you know the uh, the clock in in right field um, over the yes. the bleachers that Johnsonville sign under it. Christian yeah. Yelich apparently hit that during BP. Which is above like, the do deck. Did he like walk up, like walk up to it and punch it? No, he hit it with a baseball that he hit from home oh, plate. That, that makes a bit more sense. Yeah, what you that, think? That's a lot more. That's a lot more yeah. braggable than just punching a sign. Yeah, considering like there's really kind of no good way to reach it from anywhere around. It. But anyways, I mean Christian Yelich is just ridiculous and. I mean, the strength that he has is something that you really wouldn't expect in a guy with such a slender frame. You know, he doesn't look like, you know, your big, you know, slugging hitter. Like, he doesn't look like your Prince Fielder or Adam Dunn type sluggers where it's just like all muscle and you just, as soon as you make contact with the ball, it's flying. Oh, God. Yeah, I think the Nats are coming unglued here. Uh Uh-oh. Jesus Aguilar now with a single, and it's yeah, you know, <laughs> six I'm, nothing. I'm like ninety ninety percent certain that, that as soon as you said this is a pitcher's duel, like the floodgates just open for the Nationals. Yeah, the Nationals had four errors yesterday, and what inning was that? Was that the seventh or something? Where they just they had like three errors like in a row, 
Like Kendrick missed like two balls at first base. Um, Suzuki behind the plate miffed one that was hit two feet in front of home plate by Mike Moustakas. And he just like kicked it around, allowed Moustakas to get on. They had like a wild pitch. They had a pickoff throw that went into center field. Like I, I mean, we shared the video on Twitter of the that ending basically to Benny Hill music. You know, just you know everything going around and oh man, that was a lot of fun. But yeah, the Nationals are just, they don't seem like that good of a ball club this year. And I, I saw some people had them projected to win the NL East this year, but I think they're they're way behind the, the Braves and the, and the Phillies this year. And, you know, I don't even know how much better they'll be than the Mets. Oh, there's always the Marlins, so they're not going to come in last. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't think they'd come in last, but, I mean, they, they, may, they may end up coming in fourth. Which is still for the Nationals not very good. No, it's not. Anyways, yeah. hey, do we have a mailbag tonight? Um, I sent out a request for the mailbag. I don't think we got any replies, so uh, it's up. It's up on you guys to send us the questions if you want them answered on the show. So. Okay, so um, no, tra- no mailbag. No, no mailbag. No. I mean, Trav- okay, Travis Shaw is up uh, right now at the plate. And Travis Shaw's a guy, I mean, he's really kind of got to get going here. I mean, he's hitting 179. You know, we th- I thought he was he was getting going there against uh, St. Louis when he hit those three home runs in two days. And it looked like he was finally getting into a groove. But, you know, it's just been a struggle for Shaw to, to kind of get going. Uh, he's got a full count here with the bases loaded and two outs mm-hmm. here in the seventh. So a real chance to do some damage and really kind of bust it open. But this is not the Travis Shaw we've seen over the past two years. And, Matthew, when do you think we will see Travis Shaw finally like, like get into a groove and break out of this prolonged slump? June. June? You think it's going to take another month? I, I don't I have no idea you know it could be tomorrow for all I know I hopefully it'll I, I, be right you know, now June June just 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 sounded nope. well no nope. nope in play out yeah. yeah good thing we already scored six runs <laughs> yeah popped out to Ooh. first ugh and there's been a lot of that for Travis Shaw where it's just he's right there but just gets underneath it on the bat instead of lining a home run he pops it up either to the infield or or to the outfield and it's just a shallow fly and uh i'm a big believer in travis shaw i love shaw i want him to i want to see him get it going this this is beside the fact that he's on my fantasy team but this is (laughs) this has been a real struggle to watch for shaw and just kind of it's been mentally draining on him as well hmm no doubt. Do you okay by yourself? Do you think Travis Shaw will hit 30, 30 plus homers this season? Do you think he'll get back no. enough? No, you don't think he's going to hit thirty. No. Do you think he'll hit twenty five? No. No, he'll be close. Close to twenty five. I'll say he gets twenty three. Twenty three. Okay. You know, last year in, in the first half, Christian Yelich had eleven home runs, and he ended up with thirty six. It's entirely possible for a player to go on a huge run and somehow end up with 30-plus homers. 
I think Travis Shaw is still capable of doing it. And, you know, as soon as, you know, the weather starts heating up, he, he could get going. If he has a hot month or two where maybe he hits, you know, nine, ten home runs in a month, does that a couple times, I mean, he's right up there. So I'm, I'm still – I'm going to be optimistic. I'm, I'm going to say Travis Shaw does end up getting to 30 homers this season. I, I think he's going to get into a groove, get on a run, and pop off a, a whole bunch of home runs in a row. I, I'm going to be the optimistic one here. I mean, I think I've proven I've been overly optimistic at times before, i.e. Corbin Burns, but hey, we'll see. Um, just got to just gotta give him the opportunity. Still got to let him swing through it, uh, find his way out. And I, I know there have been people calling for him to get you know benched and bring up Hira and, and move Moustakis over to third. That's not going to happen, at least not for – for quite a while. I mean, it, it would have to be a, a seriously prolonged slump for the Brewers to move Travis Shaw into a non-regular role. Don't you think? I do think. All right. Well I said. <laughs> I, I don't know what else you want me to say. I don't know. Could come up with something, but hey, we'll see. Well, yeah, we we could also you know kind of wrap up the wrap up the show because Matthew's I getting tired. He had one beer and now <laughs> he's ready for bed. He is. It made me sleepy after working all day. Yeah, long days at work for Matthew Dewas. No idea. You've no idea. Yeah. Thankfully for that, I do have no idea. <laughs> uh, all right, so we'll we'll end it this week. Um, we'll we should be back again. Uh, next week for another edition of the Reviewing the Brew podcast. So for Matthew Dwoskin, I'm Dave Gasper. We'll see you next week uh, for another episode of the Reviewing the Brew podcast.